Welcome to the Real Talk with Real Fit Pros podcast, where fitness professionals learn to get what they're worth. With over 30 years of combined experience in the fitness industry, Jonathan Loudermilk and Mark the Fitness Ninja Zolmanoff share their expertise in helping fit pros work smarter, earn more, and design a business that they love. Learn about effective social media strategies, organic marketing, client acquisition and retention, and whatever other shenanigans John and Mark bring to the table. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of Real Talk with Real Fit Pros. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Real Fit Pros. It's your boy and your host with the most, Jonathan Loudermilk, and I've got my main man, Mark, the fitness ninja, Zalman off with me. And before we jump into this value-packed episode where we're going to be dropping some gold nuggets when it comes to retention within your business, I need you to do me a favor. See, me and Mark show up every single week. We've been doing this for well over a year. I was actually looking at all of our episodes. It's pretty impressive we put together. And we do this every single week because we're on a mission to help you get paid what you're worth. So we don't need your money. What we need is the likes, the reviews, the shares, tagging us on Instagram, all the things. So it allows us to help more of our brothers and sisters, which is why we show up for you so you can show up for us. So with that being said, let's get started. Yeah. I wish people could see your facial expressions. I am very animated. We have a YouTube channel. It's pretty sweet. And come check out there. And, you know, check out two ruggedly handsome men dropping tons of value on our YouTube channel. And then there's us too. So (laughs) who the fuck are those guys? (laughs) (laughs) I don't fucking know. Uh, You know, another great day in in the fitness ninja land over here. Going to be cold. We got, we got ice coming in. Everybody's freaking the fuck out. I went to Walmart this morning. No water. Like all the bottled water's gone, all the toilet paper. I'm like, you know, it's going to be cold for like a day. Like one day, we just wig the fuck out. Anyway, um, I'm excited about our topic today. Uh, and I'll tell you what that is in just a second. But first, it's story time. And I have a totally unrelated story to anything other than this is my life. And I I posted about this on the Facebooks the other day, and I did not realize what a prevalent problem this is in our society. And and I'm hoping that we can band some people together to really fight this because I I feel very passionate about it. And and it's something that it it needs to change. And, And of course, what I'm talking about is rotten bananas that never turn into banana bread. It's a, it's an epidemic at this point. It's a it's a banana demic. Banana demic. It has to be addressed. So so here's what happens. Bananas get bought. They sit in the little fruit tree in the corner of, of my counter, right? And then they start to get brown. And my wife says, "Put them in the fridge. I'll make banana bread." I'm like, "Okay, cool. I love banana bread. It's tasty. I'll eat it whenever, right? Like you know that Starbucks banana bread. That shit's delicious." Mm-hmm. So I put the bananas in the fridge. And then like a week later, they're, they're oozing banana juice and I throw them away. I've, I've known my wife for like, I don't know, six or seven years now. And in all of that time, I think I've had banana bread twice. <laughs> I, can, I can say with certainty, I have not had it since we've been married and we've been married almost two years now. But the cycle continues. It's a lot of banana dead bananas. Juice bananas get bought they start to rot they go in the fridge i'll make banana bread then they go in the trash 
Next step, crash can. We got to change this, folks. We got to make the damn bread. And it's not like people are like, well, Mark, just make the bread yourself. That's not the point. <laughs> Someone else said they were going to make the damn bread. I didn't say I was going to make the bread. I wouldn't even buy the bananas. I'm, you, we're just holding people accountable, really. Just holding people accountable. That's what you know? we do. That's what we do as coaches. <laughs> so if this is you. If you're experiencing this as well, reach out. Let me know. We'll form a support group. And, and damn it, we're going to get some banana bread. You're ridiculous, man. Anyway, so <laughs> today's actual topic, we are going to talk about client retention. And this is something that I've been really blessed with throughout my career. I have amazing client retention. And, and I'm, again, I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I'm saying that because it's the truth. And when I bring people on, they stick around for a very long time. You know, my longest tenured client, it'll be 14 years this July, which is just like, it makes me shake my head. I had another lady hit 10 years this past December. I have a multitude of people that are three plus years and no sign of stopping whatsoever. And, you know, part of it is it just, it makes your business easier. You know, John and I were just discussing one of the, one of the coaches that we work with, he told us, and you know, my jaw dropped the floor that he has a 20% retention rate. That's insane. You're basically rebuilding your business all the time. And there's no, you can't have consistency with your business. You can't have consistency with your schedule, with your income. Like none of that happens when you're constantly rebuilding your clientele base. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to talk about today are some specific things that you can do to enhance your retention. And this is just really easy stuff, in, in my opinion. And, and when it's executed properly, like I said, it really takes a lot of the onus off of always needing to find clients. You know, most of us are always looking to grow. That's totally fine. But there's a difference between wanting growth and needing people all the time. Yeah, there's, there's a big difference in needing clients to live and <laughs> packing all more clients to go to the next level. There's definitely a big difference between the two. That's crazy. So the, the first one that I want to talk about is setting up the expectations and the agreement from the beginning. And I'm just going to share what I do. There's no right or wrong way. I know John will chime in with this as well. He's got a couple of different, different approaches with how we structure the contract and then setting up the expectations. So what I've done for years on end now is when I get a new client, they sign a three-month agreement. That is their commitment that they're going to be with me for at least three months. And I explain to them why and the, you know, the, the feel and the see, and then the other people see and all the things we talk about with, with training and the adaptations of, you know, I need you for at least 90 days so you can actually physically see some results. But the other expectation that I lay out is I expect that person to be with me forever. And, and I always make the joke that I say, Hey, you know, it's three months up front. It's month to month after that, but you know, you're going to work with me until one of us dies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we both laugh ha ha ha. But you know, I let them know. I'm like, look, I don't, I don't take people on that are looking for short-term fixes. You know, can I help somebody that needs to get ready for a wedding in a few months? Well, sure I can. That's not my gig. Like, like that's not my ideal client. That's not a good match for the, the culture of my gym or even my online people. So I lay out that expectation from the very beginning of the type of people that I work with and the type of commitment that I'm looking for. Now, the reason I don't do a longer contract up front 
is I've just found, again, this is for my clientele, that it gives people a peace of mind knowing that, okay, month to month at any time, I can stop if I need to. And again, I, I have clients 10 plus years on month to month <laughs> agreements, which is, it's kind of weird when you say it out loud like that, but it's the truth. And, and they stick around because, you know, they still have that feeling of, well, you know, if I need to stop, I can, but, but why would I? Uh, so, you know, you have to lay out that expectation and you have to be honest with yourself about the type of people that you want to work with. Not all money's good money. Mm. And, you know, I, I get it. I've been in those spots where it's like, I need any money <laughs> and that's a tough place to be. And so sometimes you do have to, to take on things that might, you might not necessarily enjoy, but as a whole, you need to make sure that the people that you're bringing on are people that you actually want to work with. So yeah, and I, I, add on to that, John. Dude, what I love is, dude, it's so simple. And, I, and it's just because I, I love how you come across things from a different angle than me, but we always end up in the same place. We just chose different paths, right? Yep. But I love how you're just simply just laying out the intentions with people. I'm like, here's my intention of working with you and what I want to see this become. And, I, and when you plant that seed and you call, the, you call your shot, you set the intention, well, you're hitting those shots, right? which is it's really cool. And it's something that people can go like, well, that's too simple. No, it's, it's really not. You know, I think about the same thing, like when you're dating someone, like when I was asked Renee out to like, Hey, be my girlfriend, right. Who's now my wife. Well, I set the intention of like, Hey, here's what I want. I want this long-term with you. I want to build this. I set that up front. And that was what drew her closer. And here we are, you know, 13 years later. I see it's the same thing with clients in, you know, if you're not setting the intention, it could be because you're afraid of maybe they'll end up leaving you or whatever you've got going on. But if you never call that shot and set from in the begin with, you're never going to get that person to stick around long term. So I do what Mark says and call your shot. The only other thing I'll add on there is tied into their goals. So it makes sense. You know, I think a lot of times we end up pushing things that we want people to buy. We want people to do. I want you to do my 90 day fat burning hustle challenge, whatever. <laughs> right. Versus li literally talk to the person, find out what they want. And like Mark said, Mark works with long term commitment people. Right. So as you call that shot and you're making sure that the person you're talking to fits those values and wants those same things then offer them something that is going to be aligned with the goals that they have. So if someone wants to lose 50 pounds, tell them it's going to take them eight, nine months. And that's if they get everything in alignment and what they need to do so that when they come into that working relationship, they understand it's not going to be fixed overnight. You know, we get so many people that come to us, especially this time of year that have been fucking up their lives through small, poor decisions over decades. So eventually they got to this point where it's like, I got to do something. And then what do they do? Hey, I want you to fix my 30 years of poor decision-making in 90 <laughs> days. Uh <-huh. laughs> we all know that like, Hey Bob, um, we can get you there faster than 30 years, <laughs> but that shit ain't happening in 30 days. And if that's your attitude, you're going to fail no matter whether you work with me or not. I think when we get to that place of communication with people, we build real trust and we build real relationships. Yeah. And, and you know, we've, we've said this a thousand times, but remember we solve problems. So listen to what people are saying, listen to their pain points and show them how you can solve it. Mm -hmm. And, and, 
you know, once you, once you prove yourself, there's always a proving period of, do you really know what you're talking about? Do you really provide what you say you're going to provide? You know, we were saying earlier, like a lot of us vastly overestimate how fantastic we are. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm the best in customer service in my own mind. You know, <laughs> I always tell people like, especially people that, that come into the gym, you know, I'm like, Hey, look, you know, I'm going to give you a week trial and here's why, because I'll tell you how great I am all day long but I want you to see in action. I want you to talk to other people that have been training with me for a long time. And then you can make your own informed decision. Cause if you ask me, I'm fucking awesome, <laughs> you know, but not everybody thinks that not everybody's, you know, I'm not everybody's cup of tea either. So, yeah. Um, all right. So this, the second thing is, and we're going to use the dating analogy here is you have to keep dating your clients and, you know, in the process of, of acquiring a new client, there's a series of things that we do hopefully that you're doing correctly, that you're following up, you're communicating, you're sharing resources. Sometimes, you know, John, I, I think you and you and Drewby, I think are like the follow-up masters because you're just constantly adding value, adding value. Hey, I saw this article. I thought this might interest you. Hey, we did this episode. I thought this might interest you. And over time, people finally go, man, like if, if they're giving me all this for free, imagine what happens if I pay. Right, so when right. they pay you, don't fucking disappoint them, <laughs> you know, like give them what well, they want and then, and then foster that relationship. Look, we're going to make this simple as fuck. If you are married, right. When you're dating them, you, you got the deal, right? Cause they said yes. <laughs> or you said yes, they were doing the right things. What happens in most marriages is people stop doing the fucking work from when they're in that dating phase in the, in the married phase. And that's why our divorce rate is 50, 75 percent. I'm probably way higher than that by now. <laughs> it's no different within your business. Like what you did to get them is what you got to do to keep them. That's also something to think about as you're setting expectations and not overselling it on the front end and then under delivering and being resentful because you oversold it, which guess what? It's not the client's fault. It's your fault. Cause you oversold that. And I'm speaking like that because I've made that mistake. It was my fault when I went through that. Those are some of the growing pains I've gone through, which is why I do worst case with everyone. And I really focus on expectations and I make sure that I deliver on those things. And when you said it worst case, when you listen to some of the things Mark's going to share here in the next section, um, those are going to be those experience enhancers that take you from good to great, which is going to keep people long-term for you. Yeah. And again, this doesn't have to be super complicated. You would be amazed at what people positively respond to. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing you got to remember, like most people don't have good people in their lives. And most people are just kind of plodding through their existence. So, you know, as a coach, you get a chance to form a relationship with somebody at, at, a, at a level most other people in their life never will you know, because we become a therapist and, you know, amongst a thousand other things that we do. So literally simple things like send them a text message every now and then. Hey, super happy to work with you. Very grateful for your patronage, you know, whatever. I'm super proud of you for the progress you've made. Keep it up. Like there's no, that's it. You're not selling them anything else. You're not trying to do anything else other than say, Hey, great job. Mm -hmm. You know, handwritten notes, a, a 15 second video message that you film on your phone and send it to them. Like those unexpected things are what, you know, people always say, you won't remember what people always say, but you'll remember right. how they made you feel. Right. 
And this makes me think of something. So a lot of coaches I see when they first start, they're really insecure, so they overdo it. I mean, they're like, I text my clients every day. I'm like, I bet they fucking hate that. <laughs> I you bet know, their spouse hates it too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do you, also, do you want to run a business where that is what's required of you in order for it to run? To micromanage conversations every single day. So I share that with you to go, that's the extreme of it with markets. This is something that's like, what, once a week, once every couple of weeks, yeah, like it's just little, like, here you go. And, and the secret to it that I see that you do is you're genuine. Like you're not doing it as like, I hope you don't cancel. Like, that's why I'm reaching <laughs> out. Hey, you're coming up for renewal. How have you been? Like people can smell that shit. They're like, oh, I'm about to run out. And here's a person trying to have the talk with me. If you do the work before that ever comes up, you'll never have it come up. Same thing if you're in a marriage and someone goes, I want a divorce. Well, congratulations. You're too fucking late. You missed it three, four problems before. Yeah. That's and that goes back to addressing it. Not when it's already like screaming, I want to end it. That's too late at that point. You've lost that fight. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned, you know, being genuine because obviously it needs to come from that place. And again, this is where the month to month contracts come into play because I never have the sales conversation again. Like once somebody signed up, they're with me until they decide they're not going to be with me anymore. Mm -hmm. So I never have that feeling that, oh shit, the renewal's coming up. What am I going to do? Are they going to resign? I better send them a message. I haven't sent them, you know, I haven't said shit to them for eight weeks. And now, <laughs> now I'm going to, Hey Bye. buddy, how's it going, John? I hope everything's great. I, you're such a great dude. Like, no. And so, you know, I'll give you an example. I think like two weeks ago, I have one of my husband and wife clients that I've had for, I think going on four years now, like they're, they're super great clients. They're friends of mine. We hang out and I just, you know, I sent them a text and said, Hey, I just want y'all to know, I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate you staying with me through these years. And especially as my business is growing and kind of evolving, I was like, I just really appreciate y'all. And, and I'm proud of you guys. And I'm proud to call you my clients and my friends. And that was it. Nice. And, and I got a very, of course, I got a very nice message right back from them. It's like, oh man, we're so happy to be part of your gym family. And, you know, and we're so proud of you and to see you growing. And we're just grateful to be a part of it. And, and that's how you know you have the right clients when they want to see you win. If you have a bunch of clients that don't give a shit, they, you got the wrong clients. Amen to or that. Or you're not being a good leader, which that's fixable. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it is, it's just simple things like that to keep in contact outside, you know, a little outside of the realm of your coaching role of just appreciation because not enough people appreciate other people in this world. And most people never hear praise from anyone. You know, John and I are fortunate. We're in an ecosystem of people. And even within our coaching group, you know, we, we definitely celebrate wins and celebrate people and, and hold people accountable. But like the average person out there doesn't have that in, our, in their life. So we get the opportunity to serve that role and it takes you 30 seconds to do it. And you could literally change the outlook of somebody's week just by sending a simple text message of appreciation. So mm -hmm. don't overcomplicate that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I think the other thing too is like the gifts that you do too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we do it in Fit Pro Collective, you know, but, you know, I think it's being able to go cool. Like, let me get this thing for you, whether it's a shirt or a piece of merch or whatever it is. Like from a business perspective, you know, you're spending what, 10 bucks on a shirt, 15, 
right? You're not taking profit, but for 10 or 15 bucks to have someone be a ranting, raving fan where they're going to take a picture and tag you on social and do all the things. Yeah, I'll pay 50. I'll pay 10 bucks for that every day. How many people would you have to do that with before you had a shift in your business? I bet it wouldn't be that many. Amen to that. Um, all right. So the last one that we're going to talk about, and it's probably the most important one of them all, is actually getting the right people in the first place. Mm. I'm going to let you take the lead on this one, John, then I'll. Thanks, right Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's let me talk about this because I've gone through this lesson multiple times. You know, I'm a type of guy where, you know, I like to take the lesson multiple times and not pass it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so as you go through this, it comes down to this one simple thing. You are not built to be everything to everyone. It is impossible. You are not physically built to handle all the people and all the things, right? Nor would you actually want all the people because let's be honest, like there's some clients that you know you work with that you like more than the other ones. Let's be fucking honest, right? And if you have a huge discrepancy of like, well, I really like these two or three, but fuck, man, these other half is like, it's pain in the ass and they don't do the work and not reach all that stuff. Well, then that's where you got to really reevaluate and go, well, how do I find more of these people? And then that's where you get really dialed in and that's your messaging and that's who you're focused on. And those are the people you're talking to. You know, one of the biggest mistakes I see salespeople make is they try to sell things to broke people. Like they're a really nice person. They're really good. They want it. Yeah, that's awesome. But they're broke. Like there's nothing you can do about it. I'm not judging them. I'm saying that's a bad thing. It is what it is. You know? So true. <laughs> and it's the same thing with the clients that just aren't the right fit. Like, hey, it's just not a good fit. It's cool. Like, think about a date you went on. I'm sure you went on one where both of you were like, eh, not a good fit. You know, I went on a date. She was, she didn't believe in God and I did. And I like to go outdoors and she doesn't. It was like polar fucking opposite. So guess what? It was like, nice meeting you. And we never talked to each other again. <laughs> like, God bless. Nice. hope you find what you're looking for. It ain't me. I'm the opposite of what you want, what you want. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think we need to carry that inside. And when we run our businesses and how we're looking with people and stop searching for people basically who will pay you money and focus on people that fit your values and fit your culture that you know you can create massive success for. If you focus your time on those people, I promise you they'll find the money. They will always find the money. Yeah. And, you know, this goes back to getting clarity on, on who you serve well. And I'm not, you know, and again, this is where you and I probably differ a little bit. And I know I have a different opinion of, uh, than most other fitness business coaches, but I don't believe you have to niche down in the beginning, but over time you do, you know, I know it's hard to sit there when you're, you know, a couple of years in the business and you're like, okay, who am I going to serve? And you pick this weird ass group of people and then they don't respond to you and you're like, okay, well now who am I going to serve? Like if you just get out and be your authentic self, you'll draw in the right people. Yeah. And I'm going to give you an example here. So, you know, to John's point of like, you're not for everyone. If, if I had a 44 year old mother of four come to me right now and was like, I'm frustrated. I, I don't like the way I look and feel. I need to lose weight. Um, you know, my, my husband really wants me to get in shape, but I just don't know what to do. And, and I don't feel sexy and all this. I'm just going to call up Kirsten Smith and be like, Hey, I got a client for you. Yep. <laughs> like that ain't my jam. Yep. You know, can I help that person? Yes. I could help that person. Am I the right fit for them? No, 
And I know that I would take it and then fucking hate it later on, yeah. you know, where I know the people who can serve those people. Well, I'm just going to put them with those people yeah. because that's her niche and that's who she serves really well. And that'll be a lifetime client for her. Well, and, yeah. And I think what you just said with the lifetime is you got to ask yourself, can I build something long-term with this? Yeah. Or is it a one night stand? Like, Hey, I have a, I'm getting married in 30 days. Can you, get all this weight off and do it last minute. It's that's a one night stand. And if you take that deal, just understand that and be okay with it, but you're not going to have a lifelong person off that pretense of coming in. Right. Right. And, and again, you know, this, that this is probably the most difficult piece of the puzzle too, because we're always looking for the right people. But when you, when you figure out who those people are and who's actually attracted to you, and who you really resonate with like john said earlier like there's clients right now that you have that you like more than other clients being honest so so but look at those people and go okay what do those people have in common why do i like working with them more than other people Mm -hmm. and then you start shifting that messaging a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more towards how those people responded to you in the first place and again, back to the whole point of this, then you're not constantly replacing people because you know that they're going to stick around. Yeah. So it's one of those, like, it might take a little bit longer, but when you have a retention rate that's 85, 90, 95%, it's like, who cares? Like, cool. Like this person comes in under three months, but I know the average person stays a year and then value of that's X. That's the point you want to get in your business. That's when you become dangerous. And that's where you can create exclusivity going, I'll work with any, with everybody. And it, same thing with dating, right? Nobody wants to go out with the man whore, right? <laughs> <laughs> they want to go with the someone that goes, has a little bit of a standard, right? There's a little bit of, you got to check these boxes if you want this person on your arm. It's the same mentality that you carry with your clients. And I guess the last analogy I'll give you, and then I'll, I'll be done with my rant, but I blame you, Mark. You opened up this box and you told me to go, so I'm going. But love it. I love and Mark it. hears me say it's all damn time. I'm saying it again. But one of my favorite shows where it used to be was The Voice. I used to love watching the coaches, like listening to the person sing. And then once they heard that right tune, they'd hit the button, spin around, and then they got to like sell them, which was my favorite part. They got to close that person why they should pick them versus Christina or creepy ass CeeLo who's in prison now got arrested man I, I I still love CeeLo I don't I don't know what he did I think he's innocent what's free <laughs> well anyway if you if you carry that attitude that you're listening for that right tune which is the person that fits the values and who you're looking for those are the people that you metaphorically turn your chair around those are the people you follow up with those are the people you're getting on calls with those are the people you're going above and beyond that value to because you know that they're your dream girl or your dream guy. And you know what happens once you get them into the fold. If you get real laser focused on that, get those people in, you may not need to change a single thing in your business. Yep. That was one of my experiences. Didn't change a single thing in there, just changed the people. And it changed everything. That's it. It's still like, I, I understand it. I know it. I saw it happen. It still blows my mind when, that, when I see that happening for other people. It's crazy. Because you question yourself. You're like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? No, yeah. you just have the wrong people. <laughs> yeah. And then you go back and, well, let me tinker with this. And then you spend six months fucking up the thing that you built. Versus uh, like, no, it's fine. Just change the people. Love it. I love it. So uh, 
I, I hope you found value in this. Again, you know, John and I are speaking really just from our own experience of things that we absolutely know work and don't ever get fooled by the simplicity of things. You know, simple works. The reason it doesn't work for people is because they, they quit working it, number one, and they're not consistent. So just like clients that, you know, you tell them, hey, you just need to eat some lean protein, some fruits and vegetables, a little bit of good fat and uh, drink a bunch of water. They're like, okay. And then they don't do it. <laughs> right. That's too simple. That's too simple. Well, don't I need to do paleo, kilo, whatever. And I'll do the CELO diet with short arms. So I can't reach my food, you know, whatever. Like, no, just fucking eat real food and, and do that consistently over time. And I promise you'll see results, but nobody wants to do that. So the, the simple stuff works. You just have to keep working it. Mm. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and end the episode on that. Make sure that you like, subscribe, leave a review, do all the things. Come check out our Facebook group where we dive into this stuff. We actually got a boot camp that we're going to be doing um, that's going to be dialed in on how to not just bring in clients, but how to bring in the right client. So if you want to make sure you get access to that, come join our group. We're going to have all the details in there. And last... But finally, not least, don't forget to go out there and get what you're worth now. Yeah. Yeah. Damn good episode. Damn good. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you found value and entertainment in our content. Listen, we love helping fit pros get paid what they're worth. And we have something we would love for you to take advantage of. Absolutely. So go to fitprocollective.com forward slash bootcamp to download our free business bootcamp on taking your training business online. This is no BS sales pitch. This is actual strategies that you can implement right now to move your business forward. Finally, again, if you like what you heard, please subscribe and review. Let us know what you think. Thanks again for listening to Real Talk with Real Fit Pros, where we help fit pros what? Get what they're worth. Yeah.